standing up in McKinney. This is According to Callus. Episode 523 coming to you on the 3rd of November, 2023. A whole lot of threes today, isn't there? And I'm going to try something today. I'm not sure how it's going to work, but we will try. We're going to go with, in the spirit of (laughs) Doug Wilson and what he's been doing for the last six years, I'm going to go with No Shame November. That's right. I'm going to talk about several things Uh, every Friday this month where, in my opinion, the people lack shame and they should be ashamed of what they've done or not done. And it doesn't necessarily need to be a specific person. It could be an organization. With that, before we <clears throat> transition into the meat of the day, let me remind you, the best thing you can do to help me continue to make a difference is to follow the program. Go to your favorite podcatcher, follow, sign up for the notifications, and like, share, and subscribe, right? That's what they always say. Go on the social medias. Join the group. Join the page. Follow what whatever your preference is. I do the Facebook. I do Gab, and I do MeWe. I post my um, programs up there to share for access. We are in Collin County. There's 1.2 million people. I spend a whole lot of time talking about what goes on here in McKinney what goes on in the county, and quite frankly, I try and top out at the state level. But sometimes you just can't ignore what's going on, and occasionally I'll drift off into the federal-level stuff or national-level stuff, and then even the world itself, because it cannot be avoided entirely. But I will not belabor that point since I visit it often. It is Friday, so let's talk about it. Here we go on. Oh, and one last thing before we get into the program itself. Let me remind you, you still have about five more days to sign up for the Texit conference. Go to texitconference.com. You can slash callus and get a discount. It's in Waco. It's the 9th through the 12th. You don't have to be there for all the days. Come on down and see us again. It's about networking. It's about building our quest for independence and improving the sovereignty of Texas. I say that, that's why I'm going, but the Texas Nationalist Movement has been putting these on, and they're back, and they want you to come see them. All right, here we go. On with the show. No shame November. Uh, In my opinion, these guys need to have a little shame. They need to be ashamed of what they've been doing. Um, So let's start out with the state level here. I know it'd be real easy to put it all on Speaker Phelan, and... Well, I'm not exactly a fan. I got to say a lot of that is a distraction, right? He does what he does because he's enabled by our own people. He does what he does because he has no shame and makes deals with the Democrats, makes deals with our opponents, right? All the time. Now, in the old days, you used to be able to argue that, you know, there's good Democrats out there. They want the same kind of things we do. They just have a slightly different approach. In fact, I've made that argument, and I believe those people still exist. But I don't think there are many of them that are actually elected, and I certainly don't believe they make up the mainstream thought pattern coming out of the Democrat Party. That being said, I'm a even-handed guy here. I will say the same. The Republican Party has plenty of issues on its own. And indeed, 
Just to reiterate the whole notion of the evil party and the stupid party, yeah, I belong to the stupid party. Why do I call it the stupid party? Because we keep shooting ourselves in the foot and we keep busy shooting at each other as opposed to dealing with the enemy across the aisle there. And why do I call them the enemy? Because a large number of them want nothing more than to destroy Western civilization, destroy Christianity, destroy what's left of our culture, destroy Texas. And if that's not an enemy, I don't know what is. All right. So again, Speaker Phelan, yeah, he needs to have a little shame. He need, he needs to be held accountable by his own people. I, I'm astonished that somebody in his community hasn't called him out on it. But again, that's somebody else's responsibility. He only exists because there's a number of our people that continue to put him back in power. So let's let's transition to a local state rep. I'm not even going to say the guy's name, but that bloodsucker represents 67. Oh, I did. I didn't. Oh, well, you know, he's been putting out social media posts and advertisement about all the great things he's been doing and all the great sacrifices that are being taken place to get the good legislation done and to take care of we the people. Yeah, I'm just curious. Why did it take not one, but three special sessions after the regular full session to actually get any of this stuff done. And yet, from what I understand, they're routinely breaking quorum in the house still to slow the roll, right? We can't get school choice because, you know, we have to bribe the teachers association. Again, I don't care, but I find it ironic that the very guy that's down there pretending to work for us, pretending to represent us. And I'm going to be honest, I'm not in his district. He's in my County. And, and honestly, if we would have had this conversation four years ago, I would have been the first in line to defend the guy because he was in a tough seat. He had tough uh, reelection and we need to protect that seat. And I understand some compromises need to be made, but he no longer has a tough seat. There's no reason to keep continued compromise unless he is doing it because he just doesn't care. And we, we see these watered down, messed up bills be put forth as the salvation to all the problems in Texas and they do nothing, whether they lack teeth or whether they lack authority or whether it's just all smoke and mirrors. I don't know, but that guy lacks shame. He should be ashamed of what he's putting out. He should be ashamed of celebrating these great things that have happened, but it only took three special sessions to get there. And and I'm sorry, I'm not ashamed for calling these people out, but they need to have a little shame. Well, we're talking about people that lack shame, right? I saw there was an article talking about what happened with Irwin Park. Now, for those of you outside of McKinney or outside of Collin County and you have no idea what Irwin Park is, let me tell you, it was a jewel of a park. I've been there several times. I'm not a biker. It is apparently like a bike trail paradise. I'm not a mountain biker. I'll occasionally ride a bike, but that's that's not my thing. That's not, But I've seen tons of races and tons of people out there doing things. And it was fantastic. And there's good camping grounds out there. I've been there many times camping. So I see where the blame is being put on a private developer doing something with private property that affected the park. 
And then rather than say, well, we should have thought about this or we should have cut a deal with the private developer or we should have done any of that. No, no, no. We're going to blame the state for limiting your ability to annex property. Now, I get it. You're the mayor. You got to blame somebody else. You don't want to actually take responsibility for a bad thing happening in your city. You're first in line to take responsibility for the good things that happen in the city, as you should. But when bad things happen, uh, yeah, th- that park's been in use for decades, right? The park's been there. We've known there's been private property that adjoined it. We could have been negotiating stuff, particularly in good faith, for years. And I'm sure it just has something to do with the fact that the route for the bypass is going to be near there. And nobody thought to deal with the bypass route productively for years. So why would we be surprised that they didn't think this out either? But again, you want to blame the state for telling them that you can't abuse the annex laws and they made it tougher for the city to annex properties. But let's look at why that law was written in part is because of the abusive behavior put forth by the previous administration, as well as the current administration, when they sought to take property and disallow people to build stuff on their property. It happened right here in McKinney. Not once, but twice. One, of course, included a lawsuit. And I believe the second one had a lawsuit as well. And But of course, that was always somebody else's fault or somebody else's problem. Well, no. You need to have a little shame, a little humility and say, yeah, we didn't think this through. Yeah, we didn't maybe do what we should have done. Maybe we could have done something a little better here. No, it's like proving a point. Burning it down, if you will. I mean, we get accused on the right of wanting to burn everything down. How else should we uh, interpret what's going on here? The city had every opportunity to do something to prevent this from happening. They just chose not to. Perhaps it's because the private owners didn't believe that they would negotiate in good faith. Perhaps it's because we weren't willing to talk their money. Now, here's the thing. The city of McKinney has no problem spending money on things they want to spend on. I mean, look at the deals, the sweetheart deals that have been made. Tufts, Independent Bank, and you know several others. And again, if we're all benefiting, if it's a net positive for the city, I can hear that argument and I'll even seed that argument. But I don't believe that's what's going on. I believe they did this on purpose. Why? I don't know. I don't know what your motivation would be other than to poke people, to blame people, to, or maybe, maybe, just maybe, it was incompetence. In either case, you should hold your head in shame for failing to get this dealt with in a proper way. But, oh, I know, it's just quicker and easier to go to the press and point your fingers. And I'll be honest. I'm not sure which is more disappointing, the guy that needs to be retired in 67 or the guy that's going into retirement as my mayor. For for better or for worse, these guys have done some net positive things. They have led the charge on several good things, but they, they seem to be disassociating from the long-term goals that they sold us on. Just my guess. All right, so we, we've covered the uh, the three pressing issues at the state level and lower, and uh, we've only used about 10 minutes, but let's pivot because there's two specific things that are going on that are nothing new under the sun, but if we're going to highlight 
people that need to have some shame because they clearly have no shame at this point. Number one would be the press. Whether it's the local press, the national press, the state press, don't know, don't care. But they have an annoying habit of only telling a part of the truth. Indeed, much of what they put out is the very definition of disinformation or misinformation that they seek to press on everybody else. When you're the news media and you're supposed to put the news out, you would want, I don't know, just some semblance of truth being included in what you're telling the people. Now, I know there are people out there that would blame this on, you know, Mockingbird or they blame it on the CIA or whatever. Don't know. Don't care. But clearly there are talking points and clearly they're implemented, particularly over specific things. Again, still waiting to see an honest news report on what's going on in the border. Still looking to get an honest news report of the various riots or quote unquote protests that have occurred. Still waiting to hear about the pro-Palestinian protests that broke into the government buildings in D.C. that apparently none of those people have had any consequences. Hey, but we're still rounding up with SWAT teams, people that peacefully protested January 6th of 2021, because, you know, that's a much higher priority rather than dealing with people that have known affiliations with people that blow things up. I mean, I'm just saying. And while we're on the subject, it would be nice if they could actually print or produce uh, news articles that tell what actually happened. You know, we, we've talked about this idea of lawfare and a lot of people have bemoaned it and a lot of people have, you know, wrung their hands over it. And that's true. It is a major problem. The coercive, abusive system whereupon you can't possibly defend yourself when you're going up against the entirety of the world. Might as well be. I mean, if you're talking about the state government or federal government, they have unlimited funds. They have unlimited time to do what they want to do and ruin your life. And then they threaten your family, your friends, and anybody else because you made an error and we want to take you down. If you don't believe me, again, just revisit the folks from January 6th. You're not allowed to do certain things and they'll ruin you for doing them. Indeed, it's entirely possible that this program, like a number of my other uh, episodes that have gone out will just get backburnered. It'll just it'll disappear into the ether. You know, the eight hundred to whatever number above that that I would get of listeners or downloads dwindles into a hundred or less. And it's no coincidence. I see it play out from time to time. You get spicy or you get onto a topic that's not approved for dissemination. Uh, they just make it go away. You got to ask yourself, why is that? I mean, I'm at least open. My show's about my opinion. My show's about my understanding of certain facts. And when I get them wrong, if somebody should point it out to me, I'll admit it. I'll say it up front. There's another podcast I listened to uh, for quite some time, and I still listen on occasion. Guy basically says flat out, hey, if I get it wrong, I'm going to start the next show off after I found out I got it wrong. That's going to be the first thing I start with. Hey. I don't know if I'm going to go that far, but certainly I'm going to not print a little tiny retraction on page 22 and hide the fact that I made a mistake. No, I'll be upfront about it. I mean, I am curious to see what's going to happen with the last uh, uh, 
book I reviewed, if you will. Um, and again, if you're not willing to talk about stuff that make people uncomfortable, if you're not willing to discuss things that make you uncomfortable, how do you grow? How do you get better? Again, this is about knowing your limitations. And quite frankly, you you have to have a little shame. <laughs> and these folks, whether they're the abusive government authorities or the press that answers to them, they have no shame. You know, I'd be willing to turn a blind eye if somebody's actually legitimately trying to rescue captives and they cross the line. I'd be willing to, eh, you know, okay, uh, maybe allow for a slap on the wrist. But when you're looking to actively destroy somebody for an opinion they hold, if you're looking to actively destroy somebody's life and their family because they did something that upset a government official, that's a problem. That's a huge problem. And the irony is, People are starting to wake up to this, and I've been talking about this for years. And I use the argument, look, if they're willing and able to do this with a former president, if they're willing to do this with another elected official, and in Texas for that matter, if they're willing to try and take out a sitting attorney general on ginned up charges, what do you think they're doing to we the people? What do you think they're doing with the average Joe? Why do you think all the people are still sitting in jail from January 6th? Why Why do you think there's silence on a lot of things? It's because people are scared, and I guess rightfully so. I mean, if you're told that if you don't shut up, we're going to destroy you, probably going to shut up. If you're told that you don't cop a plea here, uh, we're going to destroy you and your family. I mean, well, of course, you're going to do what you need to do to protect your family. I mean, honestly... It came down to it, as froggy as I might be, I'm not going to risk destroying my family. I might do something else. Of course, we get to that point where there's no press left. There's no legal system left. I'm not really sure that the country is left. You know, I swore an oath to uphold the Constitution and defend it from all enemies, foreign and domestic. I've had that conversation with a number of people. Well, at what point do we have domestic enemies that we need to deal with that have the color of law on their side? At what point do we recognize that perhaps the domestic enemy is somebody other than us? At what point are we going to do something about that? I mean, talking about having no shame, go back to the border. Why do you think all those people are coming here? I mean, yeah, I know they get a free ride, right? I know we pay them to do nothing, but not all of them. And it's not lost on me that a lot of them are military age men. Where are they going? Where are they dis- Where are they uh, being distributed to? What kind of mm, negative things can we imagine might happen? You got a few thousand or a few hundred thousand of these bad actors spread about the country. A single guy in D.C. shut down the the city for the most part for a couple of weeks. I mean, they shut down or they tried to shut down a chunk of state of Maine because of one guy. Coincidentally, their solution is to disarm the public. Again, no shame. If the general public would have been carrying sidearms and they saw this nut job running around, they probably could have dealt with them themselves. There's far more we the people than there are guys with badges. And honestly, you got to wonder, is it all part of a bigger plan?
Don't know. I'm curious. I'd certainly like to see some evidence one way or the other. But until then, I wonder. I question it. It doesn't make sense. As we drift off into the weekend, and we're talking about people that have no shame, don't let that be you. You need to be able to understand when you get something wrong. You need to be willing to admit that you made a mistake. You you need to be able to adopt new ideas, move past the cognitive dissidence. We need to understand that there are differences of opinion that are things that we can just simply agree to disagree on. We, we can stand firm on the contention that we can disagree without being disagreeable. We can understand that we're working towards a greater goal. We're trying to protect our liberty. We're trying to protect our country. We're trying to preserve Texas. The same guy whom I've mentioned many times before referring to me as a traitor and a seditionist had to go to court to defend himself of overcalling somebody else that. Now me, I laughed it off. I thought it was quite funny because between the two of us, I swore an oath to defend the constitution and I mean it. I don't know what oath he swore and I doubt highly that he means it based upon his own actions. I'm not looking to undermine any government and I'm certainly not looking to come against these United States in any way, shape or form that would be considered traitorous. Advocating for independence has never been that. It's a peaceful national divorce. That's the goal. But again, you can call what you want. You can impugn any uh, person that's involved with that organization. You you can come after me and that's fine. But we can agree to, to disagree or we can disagree without being disagreeable. But if you want to talk about a guy who's willing to call out other people as traitors and seditionists, but not hold himself accountable for his own bad behavior. That's a guy that needs to reconsider what he's doing. Now I realize the lawsuit he won, but he didn't win. He had to admit that he was a liar. Essentially he had to, he had to admit that his accusations were wrong and I'll take it, but I had neither the time, the inclination, nor the money to spend going after that. Just laugh it off. The, one of the most powerful tools that we have as we the people is to just ignore pronouncements from governments that are crazy or government actors or elected officials that are essentially actors. And uh, don't give them any credit. Don't praise them. Don't waste your breath calling them out and calling them names. I mean, you can do that. But if it doesn't fix anything, if it doesn't change anything, to what, to what end? I'm grateful that somebody's in the primary race. I'm hoping that a ton of money will come in that guy's pocket because he's going to need it. But if we can't remove the underperforming people in our own party, how are we going to fix our country? If we can't reform the state hierarchy, if we can't get our own state government to work. How do we ever imagine we can fix the nation of 50 states? 
If we can't rein in a bellicose mayor, if we can't stop a couple of, you know, councilmen from misbehaving, if we can't, if we can't rein in the arrogance of the local school boards, how do you think you're ever going to be able to fix the state government? It has to start somewhere. This is about knowing your limitations. This is about knowing our limitations. This is about recognizing that while they may have no shame, we do, and we don't want to do stupid things. We don't want to write checks that our bodies can't cash. So it's Friday. Spend some time with your family. Spend some time with your friends. Go to church, and we'll come together again next week. And until then, I will see you on the other side.